What's going on, AfterBuzz family? You knocked and we are buzzing you in. Grab your crown and grab your notepad. Class is in session. It's time for Queen Boss. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Yes. A classic. It's going to be one of those nights. Because I'm bossy. Oh, boy. What's going on, peeps? It's late, but we are here. It's Sunday night here at AfterBuzz TV. You knocked, we buzzed you in. Welcome to the official after show for Queen Boss. It's going to be a good season. I, I think so. Season one, episode one. So let's get it going. Let's get it going. Obviously, you guys have probably seen us on other AfterBuzz shows. We appreciate your constant support. Uh, I'm your lead host, McCall Hall. You can find me on social media across the board when sports and pop culture collide at So McCall Hall and my lovely co-host. What's up, what's up, what's up? TK Trinidad. You can follow me on everything. TK Trinidad, like the country, T-R-I-N-I-D-A-D, because some reason some people don't know how to spell it, so just FYI. Now here's a fun fact. TK Trinidad is from Canada. Yes. The six. The six. She's cousins with Drake. Well, I don't know that for a fact. But... <laughs> and here's a fun fact. We go way back. Really? Yeah. No, really? me and you go way back. Oh, well, you... <laughs> and, like, yeah. Yes. And and TK Trinidad and myself go way back. We went to the same college. We've known each other for many years. And uh, I just feel very honored that I can share the set with a mutual queen boss. I am very honored. Yes. I was like, oh my gosh, I know her. Let's do this. Yes, absolutely. So check this out. It's going to be a great season. We want to make sure you guys are staying engaged with us. We love to talk about the show after we're done talking about the show. So so make sure you check us out on AfterBuzz TV on social media. That's at AfterBuzz TV across the board. We're talking Instagram. We're talking Twitter. What else I got? Snapchat? I don't know. All Snapchat, these. Periscope, yeah. Para, Parapoop. Something. I don't know. Yeah, it's uh, all that. In addition to that, make sure you guys go on to the podcast feature on your iPhones and Androids and download this episode as a podcast. So when you're driving to work, you need a little inspiration tomorrow morning and you want to remember all the stuff that you learned from Queen Boss, you can listen to it during your drive. So or all the things that you shouldn't do. All the Because yeah. <laughs> that's the truth of the matter. Oh. All the things you should not do in business. So let's get into it. Queen Boss premiered uh, yesterday mm -hmm. um, on Centric TV. Centric, the first and only station made for black women. I think that's their tagline. Something is like it? that. It, yeah, it? it's, it's like the first. It's made for black women? Yes. Centric TV is the first and only network made exclusively for black women. I smell voiceover in your in your life. It does it pay? Sure, why not? <laughs> it pays. Sure, why not? Um, so Centric premiered the show. Uh, Tracy Edmonds is the executive producer. Tracy Edmonds is I hate saying this, but the ex-wife to Babyface. Because like, why can't you have your own identity? But you know, it happens. But now she's with. Is she still with um, Deion Sanders? Fine ass Deion Sanders. You know what? I think she is with Deion Sanders. Oh. Okay, so let's not Tracy Edmonds. I see you, girl. Tracy Edmonds was married to Babyface. Mm -hmm. I believe she was either married or engaged or had a relationship with Eddie Murphy. Now she's with Deion Sanders. We're talking Boohoo Bank. Girl, girl. Yeah, but she looks amazing, too. Write your book. Write your book. I need to know how to land a baller like that. Uh, so the show is created because... African-American women in the United States of America are the growing, the fastest growing population of entrepreneurs. So I want to throw out a couple of stats before we get into the show. Um, according to the National Women's Business Council, African-Americans 
are the only ethnic group in which women own more businesses than men, and the women own 58.9% of those businesses. Okay. So um, that's the reason why they have the show, because we are the growing number of, of business owners. But here's the, here's the stat that kind of made me irritated, and that's why this show is really in need. Um, but white women who own their own businesses uh, actually make way more than black women. At white women who own their own businesses make close to $190,000 in revenue per year versus African American women who own their own businesses and they're pulling in revenue of just shy of 70,000 which is irritating. <sighs> this Very is, irritating. This is, would go on to a whole nother topic as far as um, ec economic status and a whole bunch of other things that I don't know if you want to We'll, we'll, we'll obviously get into it as this show um, goes on, but uh, this is why the show exists, because there is a disproportionate number when it comes to revenue, yet there is a need and a craving for um, ownership and, and autonomy in the business world. Mm -hmm. um, so let's just get into the breakdown of, of how the show is going to be done. So the another voiceover moment. 18 entrepreneurs, <laughs> one crown. <laughs> Who will be crowned the queen boss? So Better wrap that uh, up and tag it. <laughs> right? Right? So this show's going to go on for about eight weeks. They have 18 entrepreneurs, and one person is going to walk away with a $25,000 startup seed for their business. Um, I thought it should be about 50000 Well, I thought it would, sh and again, I'm not... I'm watching a lot more TV than I have in a long, long, very long time. But I believe Shark Tank, every episode they give away money or the person partners up with them. Yes. So when I saw that, I, and I understand why it's that amount because it's the first season, it's the yeah. first show. However, it's just like... Well, this is the beauty of... A show on centric that's geared for black women. More black women are going to watch the show and seek inspiration. More advertisers are going to buy in for that commercial time, and they'll be able to up the ante. I'm going to say it's because it's year one. That's all I'm going to say. Let's yeah, let's hope yeah, so. Let's just let's and let's just... hope that it gets to year two and it's absolutely. And better I, I, I think it, I think it will. So let's talk about the judges. We have Lauren Lake, Vanessa Simmons, and Candy Burst. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're I... rotating judges. Every every episode they they change. So. Yeah. Out of all the judges. Um, I was I'm most familiar with Candy Burris's business acumen. Mm -hmm. um, did you know much about Lauren Lake? No, but when I saw her stuff, I'm kind of like reading up on her. I pulled her up her stuff um, on on the internet. But when I saw her, and they did a shot of her on like uh, as like a judge or something. Yeah, I, think I do recognize judge. her her face. Yeah, but she was the toughest one out of all of them. Because she's a judge. I mean, she. I mean, if you really think she's about it, scary. She, she does this for a living. Yeah. So she needs to be a judge on every episode. I don't know how they're rotating the judges. I know that Lisa Price, who founded Carol's Daughter, is going to be on there. Right. Um, there are a number of people, uh, African-American women, who have done great things in business who will be judges. Right. But Lauren Lake, I sincerely hope you're on every episode. I, I think when they're previewing the next, the next episode, she was in the middle. So she might be like the main judge and they might mm -hmm. switch out. So I don't know. She, it was a good mix. Yeah. It wasn't everybody, like everybody was from one side of race, from all over the place, different, different ages, different. So it was definitely a good mix of judges. Right. And, and Vanessa Simmons, you guys all know Vanessa Simmons, daughter of uh, Rev Run Simmons. Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, she was on Rev's house or what was it, Run's house, but she went on from there and leveraged that to create her own fashion line with she, her sister, yep. Angela. They did and they pastry. Had, they, had, they had pastry and that did, I think she said 74 million um, in revenue. Yeah. Which and is then a shock she's hosting and then she's done a whole bunch of, well, you know, she's done a whole bunch of reality shows and she's act. So she's, she's been on. And it's funny though, because I haven't seen her. Angela has been more on my radar than she has, but yeah. I've been also like reading up on her and she's. Congrats to Vanessa Simmons. She had a baby. I don't know. She is. I thought it was Angela. No, Vanessa had a baby a couple of years ago with, I, now this is the one I don't know. Okay. Don't, don't start screaming at me, social media people. I think she had a baby by Damon Wayne's son. It was one of the Wayne's oh, heirs. I, I hope it's not the one that I'm thinking of because I, I don't know which one, but I'm because there's certain. one that because mm. there was a picture of Damon Wayne's and Rev Run, and they were like grandparents. It was weird. Um, and then Candy Burris, who we all know from Real Housewives of Atlanta, uh -huh. but Candy but Burris, escape. but Escape. Let's mm -hmm. just take it back. Um, and Candy Burris is one of my favorite businesswomen. She's always thinking about how to flip the buck and how to leverage the mm -hmm. buck. I love Candy Burris. So let's start it off. We're going to meet three contestants uh, this episode. Um, the, out of the three contestants, one will go on to the next episode and to the semifinal. But let's get into it. We met Lucinda, who has a vision box company. Miss Lucinda Cross. Tell, tell us about Lucinda, please. <laughs> Lucinda! She came out with a crown on her head. I am not kidding you, folks. Uh, if you haven't seen the show, just just at least, just, yeah. She yeah. came out with a, a crown on her head, very beautiful dress. Um, she, she pitched it, and her whole idea was a vision board, which is really good because I've been thinking about doing a vision board for such a long time, and I just never have gone into it. I'm yeah. more of a writer. But... It just made everything easy. So everything that you want as far as vision boards in this box. I'm like, all right, that's a good idea. She pitched it. She seemed like she knew what she was doing. Then the next question was, you know, what's the game plan? What are you going to use with the, what are you going to do with the money? And she didn't have a price point. And I'm like, if you, it's like, if you put all that work to selling it, putting it together, it's, it's almost like you should have a five-year plan. It's and like, you ain't got no receipts. Yeah. Like, you don't remember how much it cost when you went to Target to get the stuff. Exactly. Like, it's just, you, and she's you like, don't get the alert on your phone. <laughs> and then it's like, well, you know, what I have envisioned is, is going to be so much more expensive because I have expensive Like, no, that's not that's not what we're talking it's about It's a right vision now. board. And, and he, so what we're going to do on the After Buzz uh, recap, we're going to obviously go over everything, but we're also going to give our honest opinion about it, too. Um, we're both, you know, very accomplished in, in the business world ourselves. I think we are, you know, justified and, and qualified to make a couple And college-educated. And college-educated. Pac-12, by the way. Shout-out to the University of Oregon. Yes. The University of Washington. The Ducks. And the University of Southern California. Um, so, you know, we, we have a, a, a bit of a biz, business acumen. I think we can um, analyze some things. So, again, this whole vision board, not knowing how much it costs, really concerns me. Right. Because you have expensive taste, but at the end of the day, the, the, the foundation and history of a vision board was taking magazines that you weren't reading anymore right. and cutting out the pictures. How is that expensive? Well, it, it's evolved. So it did start at that, and then it is, is evolved to, you know, developing what you where you see yourself in life as far as maybe putting a house that you saw. It's not necessarily pictures from a magazine, but, like, the quotes and where you see yourself and all, these, all this other stuff. But the price of paper went up that much. <laughs> like, I'm just, I mean. Well, shout out to E.T., the hip-hop preacher. Do you know who he is? No, I, I will look him up. Oh, my gosh. E.T., the hip-hop preacher, has helped me 
tremendously, meaning he is a motivational speaker and he encourages you to, you know, do the five-year plan, do the month plan, and essentially put yourself in the position where you want to be instead of letting, you know, society and everything control you. Absolutely. So what she's trying to do, she's taking that kind of simple concept and just making it easier for the person. Because, you know, people just talk. It's like, oh, yeah, everybody, we're in January. Everybody has their resolutions, right? I've got a couple. (laughs) I think I have, like, a page long. But everybody has their resolutions. And they might not even write it down. They might just think it. And if you don't write it down and you don't even do that much, it's not going to come true. So here's, so we're going to play devil's advocate a little bit as well. Here's my question. I have this very expensive MacBook. Shout right. out to Apple. I have, because I work a lot, I got two phones, okay? Two, two phones. phones. One for the... One for the... No. <laughs> we ain't going to do it. We ain't going to do it. We ain't going to do it. I got two phones for business. You got an iPad and an iPhone. I mean, we all have all these different pieces of technology that are continuing to integrate with all the things in our lives. Mm -hmm. Why do I need something that is tangible that I can't take with me? I can't take my vision board to work. It's, It's a visual thing. So, for instance, like on my phone, I have, this sounds so horrible, on my phone, I have a picture of myself in a swimsuit because that's where I'm going to be by the end of this year. Hell, you there now. I'm almost there. It's a journey. You got to follow me on Twitter. You'll hear the whole story. But, um, it's, it's, so I, that's the. TK has been fit since I knew her, like, since I've met her. Oh my gosh. What are you talking about? Break up all this stuff. But anyways, that's, that's my vision. However, like, my, uh other half and I were talking about like my mom's retired so I want to make sure that she has a house on our property and he's like well we need to get a house for my mom too and like this is our vision plus we want a house for all nine of our kids so you know you have that you you it's it's one thing to have your your daily visions but it's also like you want to know what you're stepping towards but here's my question because I have all of those things. But what do you have when you wake up in the morning? What's the first thing you do? I have this, and here, this is why I'm trying to ease into this, because we ain't giving out free advertising. <laughs> but I have this lovely application on both of my iPhones. Uh-oh. It's called Pinterest. <laughs> Pinterest, <laughs> Pinterest does everything that a vision board... I can't board, get into Pinterest. Pinterest is, is better. Because no matter what you see in, in a magazine, I guarantee you Pinterest has, like, HD quality photos. Right. Like, you know, if you see but the house... But don't you have to pull it up, like, to see what your vision is? Like, how I, I, I've i never gotten into Pinterest it. is way easier. You can have secret boards. You can you can categorize things for, like, dream house. And, oh, this is what my I want my baby to look like. And, right. You know, this is what I want my husband to wear at the wedding. Like, I have my whole life mapped out on Pinterest. So then for the pictures that you get, does it link to where you can buy the stuff? Um, they do have that feature now. Okay. They do have that feature now. But my whole thing is, we have Pinterest. Why do we need a damn visual? Uh, I don't know. I think you need. Sometimes we need to go old school with it. Well, well, she's she's certainly old school with a new school fashion approach. And then now that, that you crowd. actually bring it up to vision boards, I mean, I think everybody uses vision boards, but I think it's as far as age groups are concerned, it's for like people who like. Uh, mid twenties to like mid thirties, and then younger. Well, she she mentioned something, and I I I was texting. Forgive me, um, but she says she was in prison. She was pri- she was in prison. She uh, was selling. I believe she no. She was trafficking trafficking, and she was in prison. She was defined by a number, and she reinvented herself coming out of prison. She probably had two phones when she was trafficking. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so so my whole thing is I what I didn't get a sense of was are you making this product to sell and to give to those who are in prison? Because I feel like they need it. Because you can't have a phone in prison. Right, right. Like, why didn't she position it with that part of the mission and purpose to give something to people in jail? It sounded like she was angling it towards teenage girls. Teenage girls don't even want to go outside and ride their bicycles yeah. anymore. Like, I See, don't know, now, now that we're talking about this, I don't even know if it's like, not your, it's necessary your a good Yeah, it's necessary a good idea given today's society that you have two phones, I have a tablet, I have a Mac, I have like a phone. Yeah. And like I don't know if it's realistic in today's society because we're just so on our tech stuff. And if I want to glue anything on anything. I will go to Target and I, I will think have I'm the joy of going all through those aisles and buying everything that I need for that vision board plus extra things of ginger ale and everything that I don't need. But you know what's going to happen? Joy. You're going to bring it home and it's going to sit there for a little bit until you feel like actually doing the vision board. Well, it's going to sit there regardless because Lucent, I don't know. So, anywho, let's move on to the next contestant. Um, we had Sharita Cuffey, uh, who has yeah, yeah, a yeah. women's wear line. Two uh, collections. She said she has Deaths to Dinner and a Bridal Collection. Uh, um, but here's the deal. She has no idea how to pitch her product. No, it's terrible. Like... I was blinking at the screen, like, hey, girl, it was, continue to talk. It was, it was terrible. And, and the fact that we have YouTube, going back to technology, the fact that we have all this stuff at our fingertips. So I'm going to give you, this is an embarrassing fact about, about me. My spelling is terrible. So what I do is I talk into the phone, and I say the word, and the phone gives me back the word, and then I put it into whatever I'm doing. So we have all this technology. She could have... You, she knew she she got on the show. You, there had to be at least some transitional time period to when she knew she was going to be on the show to when she was on the show. She could have Googled it. She could have YouTubed it. She could have asked a mentor. She could have asked a friend. Yeah. Like, I'm about to pitch this. Is there anything that I need to do so I don't look stupid on TV? I mean, if all else fails, girl, just watch an episode of Shark Tank. I mean, this is the Shark Tank for black... Like, you didn't watch an episode of Shark Tank. Anywho, she has... The passion, because I guess her grandmother in South Carolina owned some kind of clothing company. She was, yeah, in the, so in I the, think there was a, a story right. why she was doing it. But at the end of the day, you've got to pitch it right. So let's talk about some of her, her clothes. Two collections, like I said, Ugh. Dust to Dinner and Bridal. And her pain point, uh, industry pain point, the, why, the reason why she created this is because she felt like there is not enough um, selection for women with curves and darker hues. And I called BS on that. Yeah, I don't agree. I called BS on that because I'm gonna tell you why. There's plenty. If you got the money, there's it, you can have anything you want. Well, it's not even if you have the money. Like I mean, there's Ross, and Ross has plenty. I mean, there's a whole section. It's called and Tarjay is stepping up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I didn't. I they didn't. I didn't agree with that whatsoever. As far as color, as far as size and shape, that she might. She should have push that more if that was what her dresses was for but she did it, it her first thing was for women of hue which was that didn't that wasn't a really good selling point yeah not at all so uh let's get into the numbers one the one area where lucinda with the vision board fell <laughs> on her face was not knowing numbers right. at all uh <laughs> sharita's numbers were just off by a lot and not so much as they were off they were just astronomical so her her price point um, retail price point for one of her dresses was 150 to 450 dollars. I don't spend more than 89.99 on any garment that I wear. 
and I go to work every day, and if I wanted to spend more, I could. Right. But fashion is fleeting because of things like the internet, like mm -hmm. Pinterest, and I mean, if I post a picture of me wearing something on Instagram, the likelihood of me wearing it again is slim to none. Right. This is the last time you see this black shirt. I promise you. Oh, it's like that. Okay. Got I'm it. just being for real. This but is probably not the last time you're going to see this green shirt. This was eight dollars. I'll wear it somewhere else. Right. But I go to Target. I get you know my my staples. I don't pay a lot of money for it. Right. Why in the hell would I spend 150 dollars? And it's not even that. It was the the dress itself. Like I. I I, I, I am the same boat. It's like I spend, if I'm going to certain events, I'll spend a little bit more money. But most of the time, you know, I just pick up bits here and there. Like I have all my basics and all that stuff. But it was just the, when you look at the dress. So my, my background is my dad's a tailor. So I know how to sew. I'm very familiar with fabrics and all that stuff. So when I looked at the dress, if I was supposed to like guess the price of the dress, they they actually they they were spot on. Um, Lauren, who was one of the judges, she said it looks like like you can get it for twenty nine nine twenty nine ninety nine at Marshalls. Yeah, and that's what it looked like. Even the quality, the shape, the way everything is is just like okay, I'm not paying one hundred fifty dollars for that. I think she lacked confidence um, in being there. I think she felt intimidated, but. She had a golden opportunity to convince them about her products. Her husband is currently deployed. Right. Shout out to all of our people out there military on folks, duty, yeah. you know, and our military folks. I feel like she could have braided that piece in. This, these are clothes for women who um, are like military army wives. Isn't that like a, a whole thing, like the army wives culture? Like she could have tied her clothing into she, like army wives chic. She could have. You know what I mean? Like, but I think one one step before that, before even the show, she should have got a mentor because she was getting raw. Like, yeah, I understand that you want to make it in the country. Yeah. But if the price point drives you to be selling this dresses at 150 to 450 dollars, then maybe you should take it to China for a little bit until you build everything up. But see, that's that's the whole thing about her husband de being deployed. I think. Had had that been me, I would have said, I value our American labor right. and our American workforce because my husband serves this country and fights for the rights for people to have jobs in this country. Right. So I want to keep jobs here. That would have sold That would have sold me. Made in America, yeah. But then you're looking at the quality. So uh, then you're looking at somebody's robbing her. Oh, yeah. It's, I don't know if it's the fabric or who she's getting to make it, but somebody's robbing her in that yeah. process. Because Candy made an excellent point. Candy has owned a, a shop in Atlanta called Tags. I haven't been to it, but mm -hmm. I've seen um, you know advertisements. But Candy's clothing in her store, I mean, it's you know that fifty to a hundred dollar price right. point. And she said that she has a domestic manufacturer. Right. So I mean, somebody is robbing her. Um, but anyway, Which is whereas why she she needs a mentor even she before need, she came on the she show. She definitely needed a mentor. She definitely needed a mentor, and I think she needs to work on the mission piece, like mm -hmm. really tie in that because that military piece was so powerful to me. I was screaming at the television the first time I saw it. I'm like, why didn't you talk about the fact that your husband is deployed and that's why you that's why you have everything made in the USA? Because I don't know, it just I feel like she missed that part of the even story. Even if she would have done that, it. It might have gotten her to the second round, but just the quality of the, like, something at 150 to the 400 mark, um, mark, no matter what size you are, you're looking at something that's more tailored and more refined. Yeah, Hers absolutely. was more a shift. You can put, like, a belt around it. You know, it's more forgiving as far as curves and all this other stuff. So you, there's, you know, you have those two elements behind it. So it just, that story would have been um, touching Yeah. if she led with that. But then when you look at the product, you're like, 
Eh. I can't justify this. Eh. So let's talk about Rahima Wright and Shay Aline. So I walked into the AfterBuzz studio tonight. My hands are dry. Oh, you know black could, people can't be dry. I could have used some of this lovely Shea butter product from Shay Aline. Rahima Wright, Shay Aline, uh, these products are made from communities in northern Ghana, specifically right. women. Right. Um, I thought that was awesome. It's not a new concept, though. Lush Cosmetics says that, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, see, sometimes it's just how you pitch it, right? <laughs> uh, so she, I love the way she had her pitch. She said, I am here to butter you up. Mm -hmm. Love it. She said it's handcrafted and it has a social impact. It employs women in vi villages in northern Ghana to ensure fair pay. Genius. Yes. The, the pitch was amazing. She, she had me hands down as far as being prepared. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, like, and, and it's not rocket science. Mm-mm. Like, this is the stuff that I think I've learned. I learned in eighth grade as far as putting together a presentation. So when she got it right, I was excited she got it right. But it's like, this is, you know, this is elementary. Like, yeah. you know, do the numbers, make sure you're prepared. Also, she had it all, yeah. which is great. So I, to me, she was definitely the front runner from the get-go. Absolutely. And, and so she's in 150 retailers right mm -hmm. now. That includes uh, Whole, Whole Foods, Foods, MGM Resort. She just if, did a new con contract with them. If it's a Whole Foods, you know it's at least $15 a jar. Oh, yeah. Because ain't nothing at Whole Foods less than $15. Um she says she markets through social media. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't she doesn't pay for big marketing and advertising um, campaigns and print and digital and all that. She's she's doing it strictly with social media, which I think is great and it's very smart. Um, she's a total package. Mm -hmm. There's really nothing that you can say about Rahima's products. However, Lauren asked a question. This and at first I was it. pissed. I was really pissed. I'm like, why would you ask her that? Right. But Lauren asks, why does she need the money? And then she follows that question up with, how would you feel um, How would you feel if you took the money and you knew that another African-American woman who's running her own business could use it more, who needed it more? And I didn't like that question at all, but it was a test. Right. It was a test that I think everybody who's watching the show, those online on, on, uh, who are following After Buzz TV across the board on social media, here is a very valuable lesson. She threw her an alley-oop. Yeah. She wanted her to to step on the necks of those who she's competing against. It's it's one of those tests where you... It, it depends on who's asking it. For example, I, I, I remember this... I saw I was a teenager. My first job, Foot Locker. I was doing the interview process, made it. One of the questions, I kid you not, was... Um, if you see somebody stealing, would you say something? You know, in reality, that's none of my business. I'm good. You know what they want you to say, but my frame of thought at that point was, yeah. I'm just going to tell the truth. No, I'm not going to say anything. And I didn't get the job. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on who's asking you the questions. Right. So she was trying, she, she heard the question and... Probably in her mind, she already knew what she wanted to do with the money, but she's, she thought maybe that question was to see how humble she is. Right. So that's why she answered it the other way. Right. But, and Candy and, and Lauren made the point, uh, when, you're, when you're asking for money from investors, you are asking for money. Right. Why, why do you need the money? That has to be the number one focus. It's, I don't, look, let's just be real. 
I love Nike. I love oh, Nike. Okay. I don't know if you love Nike as much as I love Nike. We but. both went to the University of Oregon, <laughs> which is also known as the University of Nike. Yes. I love Nike products, okay? Um, Nike makes a lot of money. Mm -hmm. Nike dominates in basketball. In soccer, they're there, but mm. Adidas really, really, really right. dominates in soccer. But if Nike decided, you know what? I'm going to get some money to dominate and take more of the market share from Adidas and soccer. Mm -hmm. They're going to take it. Nike don't need any more money. It's just the principle. Right. We are a business. Our business is to make money. People go for the dollar. Definitely. That was, that, that was, if you are an entrepreneur and you're looking at, you know, how to improve yourself, that was definitely a good lesson. Yeah. You know, if you're asking for the money, don't, don't take a step back. Cause you get what you asked for. Right. You get what you asked for. Um, so she did not gun for the money. So we get to the first elimination and I think everybody could kind of guess that our dear friend, um, what's her name? Uh, Sharita Cuffy with the women's wear. Yes. Um, from she was desk to bridal. Gone. No, from desk to dinner to gone. Yeah. And bridal, which just my final thought for Sharita. I think you should focus just on bridal. Just focus on bridal. Do one thing and do it well. Then I out. think it, if if anything, to do the opposite, the desk to dinner. Uh, because how way. many how many women? I mean, marriages. There's not as many people getting married. There's more people getting divorced. So True. You're gonna go back on the market anyway, so you might as well just have that dress there. Just do one item. Yeah, to start with. Just do one item. So uh, they sent Sharita home. So they they set up the next challenge. So here's the challenge. Oh, this was a good challenge. So, I like this one. Uh, they're in New York City. They had to go to a networking event with other entrepreneurs in New York City, mm -hmm. other women. Um, let's just talk about how you, you feel like they did. They go into this room. There are tons of different women. Um, and Lucinda walks in there with this crown. I'm trying to figure out why she still has his crown on. Um, but okay, what, what did you think about I the... I think uh, I wouldn't do it. However, I think I know why she did it. Because you want to stand out. You don't want to be like everybody else. So if, even though it might be annoying or it looks weird, you're going to remember the person who wears the bright orange versus the person who's wearing the power black. Right. Depending, if, if, they don't, if they weren't to say anything. You're going to remember that person standing out. And now if you were to speak to that person, now you're connecting the dots. I don't know if that was her thought process, but she managed to do it with the crown, even though it looked hella crazy on her because Super she's a grown, crazy. a grown woman. Grown but uh, Rahima made a very nice point. She said the key to networking is to tell your story. I've always been told in, in the workforce and in business, if no one knows your story and nobody knows your passion and your dream, how can they help you? Yeah, you right? have to connect. You've got to connect with mm -hmm. people. I thought Rahima did a great job of showing up with her business cards, with oh my samples. Gosh. Yes. And she was on it. The samples killed it. However, though, what do you feel about business cards? Because I am not for business cards anymore. I am. So this is what, so here's my little business tip. Um, I love collecting business cards and a lot of times when you're, when you're, uh, you know, at a, at a networking event, you get somebody's business card. This mm -hmm. is what I do with my business cards. When I get home that night, mm -hmm. I will replay what we talked about. And on the back of the business card, I'll write that stuff down. And then wow. when I like, I'll shoot him an email the next day, like, Hey, it's nice to meet you. Uh, tell your son to keep working on that jump shot. You know what I mean? Like little stuff. Uh... That's how you get ahead. I mean like, cause I'm a shark. People who know me in the business, I'm a shark. Right. But 
business cards mean see a lot. i feel the opposite because i feel like one environment that's one of those things where it's just like it's just another piece of paper two it just feels like i'm gonna put that business card in my purse or my pocket and if you if it's a big deal or whatever like if it's a boss or whatever then i might you know cherish it but that just met you and we had a great conversation i rather say all right what's your what's your social media handle because on top of that, like say if you have a business, the first thing I'm going to look at is your website to see how put together mm -hmm. you are. Then the second is I'm going to look at your social media. And then that will determine like, okay, is this person legit or not? Because if somebody gives me a business card and the business card looks, looks amazing, but everything else looks trifling, then I, I don't want to work with you anyway. So I have, I have uh, another angle about this. A lot of times people say, oh, you know, I do this, I do that. Okay, or do you have a business card with a, an actual logo and lockup from the business that you're claiming? But you can have it on social media too. That's true. But here's other here's other piece um, about social media. I think it's great. I love social media. Uh, I I need to engage with it more. But you know, but what I found the people who got real money and mm -hmm. real power still use business cards. Mm -hmm. You know, and I I think that. Um, I'm not saying that we're peons, that those of us who are using social media and don't right. carry them. But I still think that those who are about their real business and those right. real bosses of the world, they still got business cards. Don't ever overlook or think they're not necessary. Right. They, I just, they are necessary. I don't know. I don't, I'm still, I, I, and, and it's interesting how they both played out because you had one person who had the business cards and one person who did the social media mm -hmm. and you could see the benefits of both. Uh, Lucinda said something very stupid, and I, again, I'm not trying to be hard on people, but I'm just like, it's all about how you present and right. present like a boss. Mm -hmm. Present like you deserve to be in the room and have a seat at the table. Fake it till you make it. Lucinda told the woman, another, <laughs> an entrepreneur, that I like to play on Facebook. Well, that could just be, I, I, know, I know where you're coming from, but that just could be a manner of speech. I like to play on Facebook. I'm in here with, with potential millionaires, billionaires. I like to play. What are you playing? Candy Crush? No, I utilize, I utilize and, Facebook And her crown a little bit of a break. No, nah, no. Nah, I don't give people breaks. Oh, I'm, hard, I'm very hard on people. And that was part of my issue with watching the show. It's like I, I found myself getting like worked up watching right. them. But then you have to think about it. They have a camera on them. Mm -hmm. They're on TV. I mean, that All is All that awkward. extra stuff, yeah. That is awkward. And the thing, too, is when she introduced herself, Lucinda, she gave this really bigger business than what it really is mm -hmm. and that's kind of my pet peeve with people especially unfortunately living in los angeles is that Ooh. you know people say all this stuff and it's just like yeah this is what you aspire to do but let's bring it down and let's both meet in the middle it's like yeah. me saying yeah i've like i'm an instagram model no i'm not no, no not even close you, you know, I just you take work some at Tommy Burger. Yeah, you just take some good pictures. Just like leave it at that. And if somebody approaches you, then you then you work. You know, you work to it. It's just that she came with this huge idea, this huge thing about her business, and what she pitched to the judges in the very beginning was not what she told the entrepreneurs. Right. So that was an issue with mine as well. Um. So <clears throat> this was the uh, competition, and then they had the challenge portion. What uh, and that was to. Um, take the photos, excuse me, <clears throat> of the women from the entrepreneur networking event and match their business cards to those photos. I would have failed at that. Let me tell you why I didn't like this. It's not like you guys took pictures of the women at the event. Right. What they were wearing. Because I'm thinking, okay, well, I knew she, I, I know for a fact she had on a red dress. Right. 
you took professional headshots and put them up there. I'm not trying to be funny. It's late. I've had a long day. I gotta be up early. My professional headshot and what I look like right now. Ugh, okay. <laughs> but you're supposed to be ready every time. Camera ready. Look, it's the real world. <laughs> but my professional headshot and what I'm looking like right now. Eh, I think I think I look the same, but you could get thrown off. Well, you could get thrown forget off. Forget that. Even if you have just the regular shots for the day of, like I. I can't do. I want to do. I don't. I think Lucinda ended up getting four out of the sixteen because she was running her mouth too much. Well, and she was worried about everybody seeing what she looked like instead right. of focusing on what they looked like and what they had to say. I still wouldn't have remembered their all those ladies, sixteen ladies in that time period. I wouldn't have been. I I, I have trouble remembering that stuff. Like I connect over a period of time. So it's like okay, I'll meet you and say we exchange stuff on social media and we talk. And then we continue connecting. Then that's to me how it all comes together. But if you're, if I met a group of individuals, like hell, right. I don't even know some of the people still at my work, and it's been almost six months, and it's like five hundred people. Can't there. wait for that holiday party. I've, well, it already happened, and it was very interesting. <laughs> let me tell you. Thank God for alcohol. <laughs> um, Rahima, uh, her her strategy to to matching the pictures to the cards. Um, she said. I, I played out the conversation that we had. Right. Now, if you don't remember their name, but on the, because the business cards said their name that and was a their good business. Key. Yeah. So if you knew, like, we had a conversation about their kids and their kids play golf and they have this golfing, um, you know, tool to help with your swing. And the business card says Amy Smith, uh, golf pro. What, uh, uh, then you can, then you yeah, can, and it makes you know, sense. Yeah. So it makes sense. I liked her strategy. Mm -hmm. but, she, but see, that's the thing about Rahima. Rahima gets strategy. Rahima has, in the whole episode, she never faltered with strategy. Mm -hmm. Rahima just faltered with that, you know. But then she made it up. desire and, and, and ability to close. Right. Like, Rahima's not a closer. But she made it up when they came back, though. How so? Um, so when they asked her, you know, I think was it what she was deserving of the money or what she would do with the money and to take it to the next level. She's like, a lot of black businesses fail when they've been successful to a certain point. And they need that extra bump, but they can't get the funding to do it. That's where they fail. Yeah, that's so a great point. she actually came back, thought about it, realized that she might have faltered in that in that questioning, and made up for it, which I think tied the whole package together. It really did. And and Rahima uses a lot of industry terms, mm -hmm. you know, scalability things. That she she uses industry terms that other business women who are tried and tested they get it right and I, I really respect that about her um so they go back in in their little uh waiting room oh god that part was and terrible. that was just that was Weird. really terrible i mean why are you crying yeah this is business there ain't no crying but again business. there's cameras it's reality tv the pressure they you know because i i've heard with a lot of these reality shows the the producers kind of set it up in a certain way where they're they're trying to get these emotions anyway. So, you know, they might have been hungry. You don't even know. There might be a whole bunch of stuff. I don't understand where it's like, oh, well, if one of us wins, we'll still stay in contact. Y'all not stay in contact. That's not happening. In contact. No, not, well, not Lucinda, those personalities. Lucinda might. I mean, she plays on Facebook. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the judges are having this, this, this discussion about who deserves the money and whatnot. And they keep talking about how great Rahima is. Right. Everything is pointing the at... The pitch, the passion, the presentation, the placement. All the P's, All honey. the P's, all the P's. All the P's. Um, but they... But Candy said, well, I know that I could get Lucinda's boxes down to a point where we could make money off of them. Right. Um, I don't know. 
I think that's possible if you bring it down to a, a different uh, price range, like $30, $40, $50 at the most as a gift. Or even if you use it as far as like if you the same principle you're talking about as far as um, women who are dealing with issues coming out of jail or in jail stuff yeah. like that that would that would make more sense. But what she Lucinda's talking about the, at this point, giving social media and how we're all tech savvy, I don't know if it was I don't know if it's gonna necessarily work. This is what I think, and I love Candy, mm-hmm. and I, I, I she didn't say anything that made me believe this, but knowing Candy. I think she feels like Lucinda's company is something she could partner with. So when you order bedroom candy, you also get this lovely vision box series oh. with it. Well, you know, and candy's always candy's business. always thinking like, how can I merge something right. to make it to add value and revenue? Which so, I think with this show, I mean, I understand they want obviously what they don't want it to. It's it's become the black Shark Tank, yeah. but I'm sure that's not what they want it to be. But you know, it's going to yeah. be like that. With this show, it would have almost been better if they kind of patterned it after it was Candy would partner and almost mentor these women because now only one woman's going to get it, and then everybody else who goes home, then what happens to them? Right. You know. Right. I mean, I'm sure that they will off camera, but right. there should have been something built into the show. Um, so the decision was made that <sighs> okay, so. This whole you can take your business elsewhere. I didn't like it. It kind of just it itched well, so me. You're the fired. Wrong. I don't know. It just didn't. It's like the Apprentice. We're we're they building need... up these black women so much, and they say you can take your business elsewhere. Two snaps. Like I don't know. It just it, it didn't. Well, it didn't they need work to. Me. They, I think they they're just trying to develop a catch line. Yeah. Because like when you think you're fired, you only think of one show. Right. And I don't know. I I don't know. I think Shark Tank might have something too, but I don't watch that show. <sighs> I don't know. I just I I wasn't feeling it. But I the so the person who can take their business elsewhere was Rahima. Terrible decision. So, did she, did they make the right choice? No. I thought they made a terrible choice. It was a terrible choice. Um. I just so here's 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 my just gut. I think that they kept Lucinda on because Lucinda is a character. And I think that as these weeks go on and there's different challenges, Lucinda's going to be walking around with her crown and talking loud. Right, right. You know, it's going to be great for TV. But at the end of the day, we don't want a damn vision box. I don't. I think it's terrible. I, I'm not saying that she shouldn't continue her dream, but when it comes down to business and what makes sense, Rahima already has a business that is working right. and it. It's actually making money. It's in major retailers. You're telling me that twenty five thousand plus your guys's business networks couldn't help her and help all of you guys. Right. However, the fact that she's on Centric, somebody else might see her and she might get it somewhere else. So that might be where they were coming from. It's like she's eventually going to get that extra money. It's not to say that she won't. So that might be where they Do you think they were afraid to have her on the season for too long because that's free advertising for her company that's already built. She doesn't need the money, but the advertising. She only uses social media to advertise, but now you have major network backing. See, that's where my mind See, went. then if that's the case then they're almost holding her back. Uh, yeah, and that's why I didn't like the choice. I don't know. I don't know. I, I hope it wasn't that. I, I hope I hope it was, which is still the lesser of two evils, that uh, they picked Lucinda because she's more of a character for TV, which is still bad I think in itself. It's, th- those are both two terrible reasons. Right. They're both terrible. Anywho, before we get out of here, let's just let's just share a little bit about your hope for the show. Do you like it so far? What are you looking forward to? Um... I hope that they don't play, and, and I've been struggling with this for a long period of time, even before this show, as far as how TV portrays 
black women. And I hope that they don't fall into the stereotypical traps as far as how we're portrayed in the media. Because, yeah, of course, I love watching some ratchet stuff here and there. But, you know, I also want to see black women excel and not to play, you know, the buffoons for TV. But I also know that, you know, you want a second season. So I'm hoping that they're going to find that balance where you can still appreciate somebody that that has a Lucinda type personality, Mm -hmm. but still has everything else to go with it. Right. So I'm hoping for that. Um, I have yet to see, I don't know if you've known any shows that have been able to accomplish that because I've yet to see that. Um, But we'll, we will, we will watch and see. Well, however, on the flip side, the judges are very great. Oh yeah. Love as far as inspirational. So I don't know that's going to be the balance of the two where you're like, you're going to see these people who are going to be, some of them are going to be acting a fool, but these judges are very accomplished. So you have that to look to as far as advice. Love the judges. I, I love the premise of the show. I guess my hope is they really they really uh, lay out numbers mm-hmm. and they really force the contestants to be um, numerical and quantify business. Cause that's the one piece I heard a lot of passion, 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 right. passion, passion numbers, but I didn't get the, the sense that we were quantifying. And at the end of the day, big business, all they want to see is the numbers laid right. out on the table. How much this and I didn't can... see a lot of quantifying and that irked me. So I hope that they, evolve that piece right um but overall i'm very excited for the show i think it's great um i i am looking forward to seeing the other contestants mm-hmm. uh in lucinda's crown um and if you want to see more of the contestants in lucinda's crown oh, make yeah. sure you guys tune in next sunday oh, yeah. at 11 p.m pacific right here on after buzz tv now check this out my name is mccall hall you can find me on social media when sports and pop culture collide at so mccall hall and where can they find you tk trinidad everything or everything Aerothine. if i want to be on a reality show uh, tk trinidad on everything social uh, instagram facebook twitter that whole all that stuff. All that stuff. And of course, follow us on AfterBuzz TV across the board on social media. Check us out next week. We'll see you then. Peace. Ciao. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. <laughs> 